Hi, this is James Cox from the Visibility Podcast. That's Visibility with an A. Also, I host the podcast that's called James vs. Life. And you're listening to the Not Religious Podcast with Blake and Brian. Welcome back, everybody, to the Not Religious Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Blake. And I am Brian. And we are back to infest your brains once again. With propaganda. With propaganda. About being communist. Falsehood. I don't know. And com- we're, we're all that, a bunch of commies around here. <laughs> that's what I saw on the internet. What's communism? <laughs> Excuse me. You're going to hear me cough a lot. I'm still battling a... I don't know if it's a cold or not. I just have a bunch of crap in my chest. I keep coughing up. Stop so. smoking. Lung butter. Yeah, I really need to give up the Ever since you cigs. left that church, you've been smoking <laughs> like three smoking. packs a day. Yeah, man. That's, that's, At least that's what the rumors that's are. What I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, welcome back, everybody. We're, uh, we're uh, back to... I'm so sorry about your cold brew. <laughs> I made Brian some cold brew, and I put way too much creamer in put it. Put like a half gallon of creamer in it. Like my <laughs> teeth hurt when I all, drink it. All I can remember <laughs> is one day we were, um, we were when you first got into cold brew, the um, <laughs> the first thing that you did was like put <laughs> a mountain of creamer in it, and I was yeah. like, okay, well he he goes heavy on the creamer a good bit, yeah. so. I uh I was like okay well I, I think I know how he wants it done and I just you know you just kept going up. yeah and I was like well maybe this is enough and I was I tasted it myself I was like holy crap yeah I think it's a little much I've I'm dialed so sorry. it back since then <laughs> <coughs> well um no worries this uh this week we're gonna we're this is gonna be part two of our um our favorite conspiracy theories and we're gonna get into some pretty interesting uh theories today. <laughs> pretty controversial. Some of these make a lot of people mad whenever you start doubting what the story is. I, yeah. Anytime, anytime people die. Yeah. Uh, and I'll make the exception like, all right, so we kind of covered that JFK thing, but only one person died. Yeah. And it was a long time ago. Right. So people really didn't get, people don't get that mad about JFK. Yeah. But when you start talking about a lot of people dying, tragedies, tragedies, yeah, stuff like that, massacres. people are like, man, that's disrespectful. Yeah. So I think that's why they here. Here's the thing. I, nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful or cold hearted or anything like that. It's, it's just, just there's a lot of stuff that does not add up about yeah. some of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And it made me and I. It made me like scratch my head a lot and like, I don't know. This right. this doesn't seem right. Right. This doesn't add up. Um, before we get into that, um, I came across a story. <laughs> Sorry about your cold brew. I came across a story um, on uh, Facebook yesterday um, that I thought was pretty interesting. I want to read the article because this will kind of lead into what we're, I guess, what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is uh, 
Here's the article. In a story that's pretty remarkable in its ability to capture the sheer shadiness of this moronically post-truth era, the New Jersey couple and homeless man at the center of a 2017 viral feel-good story will now face charges for allegedly making the whole thing up. What? What? You're telling me people lied? What? <laughs> what? To get what? money? <laughs> um, last year, Mark, Mark Diamico, Diamico? Watch your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Diamico, I guess that's how you pronounce it. D-apostrophe-A-M-I-C-O. Diamico? Okay. Sure. sure. And Kate McClure set up a GoFundMe for Johnny Bobbitt. At the time... <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bobbitt. At the time, they alleged... Um, they alleged that Bobbitt had used his last $20 to help McClure fuel her vehicle after becoming stranded in Philadelphia. After several months of troubling developments connected with the $400,000 raised, $400,000 raised during the campaign, a source tells the local Philly outlet, NBC 10, that all three will now face quote, criminal charges of conspiracy and theft by deception, end quote. Oh, my Lord. They are accused of conspiring with one another on the story, which was widely covered across the multiple publications of, in, in 2007. Bobbitt, described as a, quote, fugitive of justice from Burlington County, unquote, was arrested Wednesday in Philadelphia. D'Amico and McClure surrendered the same day. This latest development comes after Bobbitt sued the couple in August for allegedly withholding cash. D'Amico and McClure responded by accusing Bobbitt of blowing money on drugs. The couple's home was also raided by authorities. Then, in September, GoFundMe seemingly stepped in with a resolution. Um, quote from GoFundMe, Johnny will be made whole, and we're committing that he'll, uh, that he'll receive the balance of the unspent funds raised on his behalf, end quote. A company rep said in a statement at the time. Um, quote, GoFundMe's goal has always been to ensure that Johnny gets the support he deserves. So, Brian. <laughs> first of all. First. <laughs> first of all, this couple. What's their names? Uh, McClure and D'Amico. I'm assuming. What, what's their say. first names? What do they got going on? Um, I closed the article out. Okay. Well, anyway, this all started because they're living in sin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're shacking up while they're not married. So of course, of course, they're yeah, gonna be. That's what it is. They're gonna be in the criminal element, and <laughs> dude, I give them props. <laughs> I truly do. Like, I I want to know when the rest of the story comes out. Like, I want to know if they knew the guy beforehand. Let's assume that they did. Yeah. They found a homeless guy and convinced him, hey. We're gonna make this story up. Go <laughs> along with it, and then we're gonna we're gonna split what we raise with you. Yeah. Only to figure out, oh, he's a homeless dude. <laughs> we can screw him over and not give him any we money. Won't give him anything. And he can't do anything about it because he's cracked out yeah. right now somewhere. Yeah. But it didn't it didn't go that way. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, Jokes man. on you. That, I mean, that's a good plan. But that that also makes you wonder how many GoFundMe campaigns can you trust? You know, I, I'd say probably I don't know, maybe sixty percent are legit. Yeah, and then forty percent are. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's. I always wonder. I'll see on the Facebook 
someone would be like, oh, I'm I'm raising money for the my birthday. Oh, you know, yeah. for my birthday, I'm going to donate to the whatever, you know, heart organization. I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. But and see, I've never done that. So I don't know how that got. I've got a birthday. We've both got birthdays coming up, coming up right in like two weeks, or two something weeks. Like that. Yeah. Something so like that. we you want to try it? Yeah. And see let's, how that goes. Let's see. Let's do the <laughs> we're going to donate our Get whatever, whatever we raise to some charity or whatever, and see how much people actually give. I saw one homegirl got up to like 400 and some odd dollars. And I was thinking, I was like, now I kind of know this person. Yeah. I really wouldn't put it past them to be like, ah, <laughs> just bought me a new purse. Suckers. <laughs> Papa needs some new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, ah, uh, I don't know. It's all in all, it's hard to trust. I would never give money to that situation. Yeah. If I knew the, the participants personally, maybe, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But just, but just seeing it on, on social media and then donating already. First of all, when you start reading the story, I'm like, I just, I don't know about it. Like a homeless guy used his last $20 to help her get gas. All right. That that was very nice of him. Let's um let's try to help him out by getting him clean or you know providing him with some resources that he actually needs, not raise five four hundred thousand dollars for the guy. Yeah. So that to me was kind of like uh but apparently they, they like went on trips with this money and like <laughs> bought a car <laughs> and and then they bought Hobo Joe, whatever his name was. They bought him Johnny Bobbitt. Yeah, they bought him like a an old airstream and like parked it on on some land that they owned. It's like, hey man, just hang out over there. Oh, We're man. going to Italy. Oh. It's a work trip. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, Hobo Joe's like, "Where's my money?" They're like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> Joe, that's it not takes... his name. <laughs> oh, it's that's not so disrespectful." It's I'm Johnny sorry. Bobbitt. He's not dead, but it's uh-huh. still. Johnny Bobbitt. Johnny Bobbitt. Sorry. Hobo <laughs> Joe's like, where's my money? And, you know, the people are like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, all that to to kind of bring it back to you can't trust anybody. You just can't. Um, except for us. Except for us. Well, we, when we, we, put we spit our, the truth. <laughs> when we put our. <laughs> <laughs> we spit the freaking truth um, on this thing. Uh, so with that being said, it, it's hard to even trust the news article that that was, you know, that published yeah, wh- that. Yeah. I don't know. Because then how much of it is, here's my thing. Some stories that I read in news articles, I, I, I try to stay away from just watching the news. Um, I don't watch any of it. I, the only time I ever see anything is when I'm at the gym and I, and it's literally, literally because I'm on a treadmill for 20 minutes and it's right in front of my face. So you can't help but pay attention to the stories, but some stuff that you hear about, you're like, I just wonder if that was fabricated a little bit to make a good story. Yeah. I don't think that we're that interesting of people. I don't think too many interesting things happen that take up that amount of space that they need for those time slots. You know, you've got to get your, your ads in and things like that. I'm okay with finding like a, like an independent journalist and like reading what they have. Yeah. 
Um, because normally those are the pretty ethical guys or mm-hmm. gals out there who are trying to write some stuff and investigative journalists who are not affiliated with, you know, outlets and stuff. I'll listen to, or I'll watch, or I'll read some of the stuff that they put out. But other than that, eh, yeah, I steer clear of anything mainstream. Yeah. Just because I don't trust them. Yeah. Well, the mainstream media that will, <laughs> yeah, will, or the stories that they have covered um, in the last however many years. Some of these that we're going to talk about, again, have been controversial for a lot of folks because they just don't like to, they don't like to doubt that these things happen. Yeah. Um, well, and one of these is the reason why I stopped trusting what everything I was being told by media. Yeah. Well, let's just break the ice here. Let's go ahead and talk about 9-11. Yeah. So that's the one. That's, that's the, the one that, the big one. <laughs> that I, um, after a little bit, I stopped uh, listening and trusting what I was being told by the media. For the most part, um, you know, people will get pissy with you if you talk 9-11 truth or stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying people didn't die. I'm not saying firefighters didn't die. What I'm saying is there are some shady things that happened leading up to that horrific day. Mm -hmm. And things that could have been prevented. Things that could have been prevented, and I think things that were put in motion to, um, to make things worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that there's a whole cabal, new world order conspiracy going on to take over the world. But what I will say is, powerful people like power, and they like money, and they're willing to do anything to, and it doesn't matter who or what gets harmed in the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, the thing that struck me the most, do you remember where you were? I do. I was in, I was in third grade. Oh. On, yeah. You're like nine, ten? <laughs> I, yeah, I was, uh, so 2001, I was nine. Um, nine. I was nine. And you remember. And Yeah. Miss Tomlinson's class. We remember. Yep. Our, and I didn't even hear about it until... So that happened, what was it, 9 o'clock, 9.30? Right. I didn't even know anything had happened until my mom had picked me up from school and we were on the way home. And I heard it on the radio. And even then, it was very vague as to what happened. And so I asked her, I said, what are they talking about? And she said, some planes flew into the World Trade Center um, and other places have, uh, been bombed and, you know, yeah. And that was kind of my first, my first, uh, ex- little bit of exposure to terrorism. I didn't really know, you know, I, I didn't know too much at that age. I didn't know too much about well, Oklahoma. nine years old. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I wasn't into like studying this type of stuff. Right. So I didn't know about Oklahoma city right. bombings or, right. you know, what, what the first, World Trade Center terrorism attack that, right. that happened. So I, I was out of, I was totally out of the loop. So I went back home and it was all over the news. Yeah. And it stayed on the news for months, months, a Weeks. year. Yeah. It was, I mean, every day it was something about it. So kind of picked up on what happened there. Um, 
So very, I was very young. Yeah, I I was I was living in the dorms at uh, Shaw Air Force Base, and I had just gotten off. I worked night shift, so I got off work around six something. I remember getting off work around six something. And then like our routine was me and my buddies, we'd get off work. We'd go to one another's room or whatever. We'd sit around for a little bit. We'd drink a couple beers and then, uh, go to sleep. And that's what we did. I had just gotten back to my room probably about eight thirty, nine o'clock and just, you know, started going to sleep. And about a half hour, 45 minutes later, there was someone banging on my door. And I thought it was just one of my buddies. So I was like, man, just, you know, whatever, go away. I was ignoring it. And they were banging on the door. And next thing I know, my door opens. And I was like, what the crap? Like George Bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my door opens. It's my flight chief. And he's like, well, we got to go. And at the time, um, so I was in security forces. And so at the time, we had to, uh, we were, we had to lock down the base and it was just, I worked like 72 hours straight without any sleep. Um, so it was just real chaotic. Yeah. Right. Like no cold brew back. No cold brew day. back then. And you gotta, like, I'm, I'm carrying like Not automatic, Starbucks automatic now. weapons yeah. with 72 hours. Yeah. Being awake, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. Did you have to go anywhere or did you stay on base? No, we, Initially, we stayed on base, and then probably about two or three weeks after, we started mobilizing people from the base going over to Afghanistan, um, gotcha. and then later on to Iraq, which you know <laughs> is a whole nother yeah story about why we went after Saddam. But anywho. Um, so that's, that's where I was and that's what I was doing. And I remember at the time, like I was pissed. I was mad, um, that this happened, yeah. you know, and what was crazy, even more crazy was we were backfilled at the time we had guard and reserve units from New York city, from New York area down working with us at Shaw air force base. And these guys were NYPD guys. They were firefighters, paramedics. Jeez. You know, that's their normal job, but they were down with us doing their reserve time and all that happened. And seeing, watching those guys go through things, you know, their buddies are dying. And, yeah. You know, it, it, it was very, like, I'm getting chills mm -hmm. talking about it. It just very emotional, very life-changing, life-altering type situation. But as things progressed and as things and facts, uh, the first thing that struck me weird about 9-11 was soon after, soon after everything happened, I want to say maybe the second or third day, maybe after everything, they started cleaning up. And yeah. and taking all the trash off, you know, the fires were still burning and stuff, but they, they were cleaning the debris and hauling it off to China. Yeah. Throwing it, disposing of it. And to me, I was like, dude, this is all crime scene stuff. Yeah. Like, this is the biggest crime scene ever in the United yeah. States. What What's happening right yeah. now? So that was kind of the first thing to me that 
just really didn't make sense. And then um, more and more time goes, and I didn't know anything about Building 7. And that's what kicked in my curiosity on, well, there's something more going on here than just planes hitting the building. Do you know about Building 7? It seems like you've mentioned that to me before, but I, I forgot to look up some stuff. So about there it, were so. three buildings in New York City that fell that mm-hmm. day. Okay. It was World Trade Center Tower 1, 2, and then Building 7, which was an adjacent building. It was the building that ha- housed um, DEA, Secret Service, um, FBI stuff. There was a lot of rooms. <laughs> Yeah, in that building, um, most notably, there was a scandal going on with the Clintons at the time. Yeah, and all the evidence and everything that was being collected about the Clintons was actually in the, one of the rooms of Building Seven. The strange thing about Building Seven is it wasn't hit by uh, a plane; it only had falling debris and it had some some fires going, but it collapsed just like in free fall, just like the the towers did. Yeah. And from every report I've seen and everything, every there's a there's something called uh engineers or something for nine eleven. Um and it's a bunch of engineers and architects of high rises and stuff who have gotten together and say, listen, the science just doesn't add up. These yeah. buildings, especially Building 7, should not have fallen at free fall speed if there weren't other explosions happening to demolish these buildings. I recently looked up something about that because a big thing with the the whole collapse of the building says a lot of people claim to have heard booms shortly before right. the buildings collapsed collapsed almost like what the same type of booms that you would hear from a demolition right. so one thing that didn't uh, one, one thing that never stood out to me that i heard in this video that i watched was um is it I, i'm guessing all planes are, are they made of aluminum? Yeah. yeah. The, or at I least mean, the majority of them? Right. Because they're supposed to be lightweight for, I mean, flying. For flying, so. of course. Um, but that was one of the big things was they talked about the the planes that flew into the buildings were made of aluminum. So I, I know just from working at the, at the shop, um, they, they're starting to go to more aluminum panels on cars um, because it makes them lightweight, better right. gas mileage and things like that. So, it, yeah, a plane is still insanely heavy, but it's not as heavy as what you would think it would be because of what it's made of. So these very tall structures that are hit at the the top of the buildings right. more so rather than the lower part, you know, and then they all of a sudden just bottomed out. Like it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I know that's been a, a big debate and people talking about what the beams were, you know, like what's the heat that they need to be at before they start melting and, and all this stuff. And that's gone on. I think, you know, more about that than I had, than I do. I've, I, I hadn't looked that up as much. Yeah. But you know, so that, that kind of 
stood out to me about the what the planes are made of, where it was hit at, how in the world did it collapse from that? You know? Right. Um, still very destructive, but just people talking about the booms, and then all of a sudden they crumble. Well, in a video that was made um, two months before the attacks on 9-11, yeah. the um, architect of, of the buildings and as, as well as the building owner were kind of given a um, overview of the buildings and everything like that. They were built to take a 727 direct hit multiple times. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, it's just stuff like that that makes you wonder, you know? Yeah. It's like this, this just doesn't make sense. I think that video that I was talking about before is Architects for 9-11. I think that's the name of it. But they just go into the science of there's just no possible way that those buildings should have fell at free fall. Yeah. It's, it is against science and physics. And there are so many people that so many people that claim to have heard booms right. shortly before those buildings collapsed. So one of the working theories is the building owner um, basically had inside information that this was going to happen yeah. and um, lined some of the buildings with some explosives um, not trying to harm anyone yeah. hoping that the evacuation was going to ha- you know by the times the plane time the plane hit the evacuation would have happened and, I mean there's a lot of working theories out there the fact of the matter is things just don't add up yeah they just don't add up and I'm not saying people didn't die I'm saying there's there are rich and powerful and evil people out there yeah with agendas um, that is clear by us going to war with Iraq, finding Saddam Hussein, who had zero to do with 9-11. Yeah. Nothing to do with 9-11. And if you want to, that, that could be a whole other conversation. If you want to have with me, you can call me. I'll give you my phone number. But the, the military stuff and the political stuff on why we went to war, who we went to war with, all of the intricacies of, listen, the, the CIA knew where Osama bin Laden was for three years after 9-11. Knew his every move. Yeah. His every move. Yeah. Knew exactly where he was that, at all times. And that seems fishy, too, that they made it this big manhunt. Right. Of, I mean... Right. I don't know. So, I mean, there, there's just a lot of stuff that don't add up. Yeah. And I encourage people to just, just listen to some... Don't go and listen to the whack job YouTube video conspiracy stuff. Listen to these architects yeah. who this is their job to build high, high rise. And these men of science and women of science who say, listen, the physics just don't add up. Yeah. It, it, it is impossible for that to happen. Yeah. That's what gets me. I don't know the scheme behind it. I have my own speculation and theory of, of all that. Yeah. What I do know is it just doesn't add up. The um, so I, b- before whenever we started throwing around the idea of doing conspiracy theories again, I went back and listened to um, uh, the last podcast on the left. They had a three-part episode about 9/11. Mm-hmm. The first episode was all about the day and 
things that happened, and there was no conspiracies or anything about that. It was strictly just telling you what the news reported and this and that. So the second episode was all about the conspiracies, and I think based on what they said, the um, the general idea about why 9-11 happened, or, or the biggest conspiracy about it of all, is that the Bush administration was aware that it was going to happen, may have even pushed for it to happen, and more so that George W. Bush didn't really know what was going on. No, no, and was and was kind of kept out of the loop of the whole thing. Right. Um, but it was really more Dick Cheney, and this was his time to shine. So you know that that was their big thing yeah. on it. Um, did you? So have you looked up a lot of stuff about the Pentagon? Yeah, I. I, that I one, think it's that odd. one blows my mind. Yeah, I more think than it's. Anything. I think it's odd that they they won't release the the security footage the the little bit that i and again it's it's so hard to find this stuff when you've seen it once right and then it's very hard to go back and find it again because yeah. i think i don't know i think people are getting wind that this kind of stuff is oh, out yeah. there and yeah. it's getting taken down yeah but there was something that i watched before it wasn't loose change it was some other conspiracy video about um or movie about 9-11 and they showed clips of um, the Pentagon when mm-hmm. all this happened, and it's very glitchy. Yeah, and there's really only two or three angles. Yeah, and you there, would think at a somewhere like the Pentagon. Well, there's there there is there's more footage. Yeah, than that. there there's there's like two hundred and some odd tapes. Yeah, of the plane actually hitting. Yeah. from all around the the Pentagon, but they won't release them. Yeah. That's what I find odd. Like, for me, I'm a taxpayer. This is my government. What do you have to hide? You know, just kind of release it. Let yeah. us know what happened. This is a part of my history. This is a part of, you know, who I am as an American. Yeah. I want to see these tapes. Yeah. And they won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know the reasoning uh, other than they're trying to hide, to hide something. More, I, the other day I watched a video about that. And uh, they they did a, a layout of the the size of the plane, right? And then the size of the hole, right? That it left doesn't add up, and it doesn't add up, right? Um, and I the, don't have the the debris. Down, there, there's zero debris inside the the structure of the Pentagon of the plane. Yeah. So ba- basically, the plane disintegrated. Yeah. Same with what happened. Uh, to Flight 93 oh, man. that hit that the was, ground. That was a big one, too. And this is the only time in history, the only time in history that a plane has disintegrated. Yeah. Well, disintegrated when it hit the Earth. I watched something the other day that went into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the, uh, the science just doesn't add up. Some people think that it was shot down. There, Yeah, there, there's um, a lot of... Uh, shot down. There's a lot of um, oh man, pass- passenger stuff that. Well, something that I watched said there's some that think that the the plane actually landed safely, right? But all the people on there were executed, right? Um, 
there's traces of phone calls that they have released and they, you know, it's the right. final goodbye. And then you have to think about that too, because it's all right. It's 2001. Right. Um, do you think that a cell phone is going to work properly in a plane that's flying thousands of, right. uh, thousands of however much in the air when it's, in 2018, it's still very hard to have a, a yeah. phone conversation. You know what I mean? There, it, there's a lot of stuff that just don't that does not add up. Yeah, that does not add up. Um, oh, well, another thing too. There was uh, there was phone calls that they would go back and listen to, and the people that were making the calls would state their full name. Right in the in the. Me- Hey mom, this is so and so, and they state their full name. Like I'm not going to recognize your voice. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, they, they're like, well, that doesn't really make sense. And some people said that's that is not my child that yeah. called me. You yeah. Know? So things like that. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of stuff that just it do, it doesn't add up. And I don't want to. You know, I'm not here to what theories this and what theories that. There's those who say that. You know, there, there's too many. There would be too many people involved for this to happen, and and I, I disagree with that. Things can be compartmentalized to the point to where only certain people know certain things, and that's all they need to know. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else for nine eleven that stood out I, to I you? I think we're good on that. Good on nine eleven. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to hop into Sandy Hook? <laughs> that's a big one. That's the one that that's one that makes a lot of people angry. Um, and again, none of, this is not meant to be disrespectful or anything like that. Right. The what you can take away from from the Sandy Hook conspiracies, um, if it did go down like the conspiracy theorists believe that it did, it's actually a good thing. And it means that no one was harmed right. in this thing. It wasn't a tragedy. It was It was all just kind of for show. Um, um, a lot of people believe that it was uh, orchestrated by the Obama administration for um, a, a way of uh, obtaining all of your guns. You know, it's dangerous. And these guns shouldn't be in the hands right. of these criminals. Yada, yada, yada. So that's a big thing. Um my favorite part about the Sandy Hook conspiracy is the crisis actors. Right. They're involved. Um, I, I find it so funny going back and looking at all the parents just about that were interviewed in these, uh, in, in these news segments and a good portion of them have acting backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not just saying like they, it's some article that said they had an acting background. I've watched videos right. where they're shown in movies and TV right. shows and you know that uh, in plays and things like that, and it is them. It's it's confirmed to be them. And there's far too many of those parents that have acting careers. That's it's a little more than just a coincidence. Yeah, right. I mean, unless Newtown, Connecticut, is just where Hollywood should be looking for and, the next big thing. And that name, New Town. Town. Newtown. Uh, Newtown. 
it's strange. Gene, uh, what's his name? Gene Rosen. Rosen is my favorite one. Homeboy is he's a character. Yeah, and I and that's why that's why I loved him so much is he changed his story about eight or nine times in different interviews that you saw. He said right. that if you're not familiar with who Gene Rosen is, this is the 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 guy that said a bunch of kids showed up at his house randomly and were like our teacher's dead and right our know, teacher's and, dead and, and, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. come in children right here's some milk and cookies for you <laughs> that's literally what he said right and the kids went in and had milk and cookies yeah so what the crap but he's changed that story over and yeah. over again um he said that uh, he was at home, and they just came up and was, you know, all they were all upset and distraught, and they're crying, and they're saying, our teacher's dead, and this and that and other. Um, he had another story where he said they came up, and they just didn't say anything, and they were all in shock. He had another story where he said that he was, you know, walking down the road, and he came up on the kids, and they were screaming about the teacher, and it's just, it's changed so much, and there's none of his stories were consistent right nothing what is also interesting is he has an acting background as right. well um his was more theatrical but the uh my favorite part about gene rosen is the helicopter overview of the <laughs> of the school oh, no is it the, not the school the um firehouse the firehouse which is the, half the mile away from the school. Right. This is uh, this is prior to them ever interviewing him. Right. Um, there's a it is it is obviously him, but you can see him on the ground, same jacket that he was wearing in all the interviews when this went down. Oh yeah. Holding a piece of paper, right. walking around, rehearsing his lines. It, it appears to him for him to be rehearsing his lines. Right. Weirdest thing. It's him. It, right. it is him. It, the, the there firehouse, is no denying it. It is him. The, same jacket, the, same hair, everything. Right. The firehouse was where the command center was. So all the parents and everyone were supposed to go to the firehouse because no one was allowed up at the school. Why is he at the firehouse? Yeah. He's not a volunteer firefighter. He doesn't have a child there. This is supposed to be during the time these children randomly show up in his front yard. And yet he's at the firehouse with everyone else doing circles in and out of the firehouse. You see that too? Yeah. So it shows people coming out the back door. And when I say people, there's a line of people like ants. Yeah. Coming out the back door, walking around the side of the building, going in the front door. And it shows the same people just walking in a yeah. circle, walking in a, with no rhyme or reason. And these are the parents of the people who whose children were just slain yeah. a half mile down the road. Yeah. Just walking in a circle. Yeah. The same people over and over again. They had a lot of pictures of kids being escorted out of the school. And it's it's always the same group of kids. Right. And it's always the same picture it's that was same shown. It's the same 24 or 5 kids. If that. It, right. I mean, it's really not much. And they're they're all walking in the single single file line and that's really all you get. That's all um, that's all there is. That that's it. There there was no you more You don't see another of a, kid entire school being evacuated no. or anything. No. Um you got to think there's probably a couple hundred to a thousand kids that should be at that school. 
Where are they? Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's just it's just weird. Um, the interview with the guy that this one got passed around a good bit too. The interview with the the dad, the dad Scott, when he's walking out and he's mm-hmm. laughing, he's laughing, and he's having, having a good a, time, he's having a grand old time, and chatting it up. It's like, ha, ha, see you later. Steps yeah. up to the mic, looks at the guy, says, "You're ready." Yeah. Looks down, looks and up, instant. Instant, instant tears. turns it on. Yep. And the guy's an actor. He is an actor. He's confirmed. He's got an IMBD, yep. whatever it is, page. He's yep. an actor. Yep. That's just weird. How about the... the Your favorite, the SWAT team. The member. SWAT team. Oh, man. That one... That one That sealed me. the deal for me. Yeah, that frustrates me because looking at the comments from YouTube videos and things like that, people are like, no way. That's not him. They did a facial recognition. They right. had a facial recognition expert do do one a of test. The, oh, I had his name written down here. Um, one of the parents, David Wheeler. David Wheeler. David Wheeler. Um, one of the he was. I think if if I'm not mistaken, he's the one. Him and his wife when, were the ones that did the yeah. um, the weekly address. Right. And instead of it being Obama, it was them. Right. So, David Wheeler was. He's an actor. Um, he's an actor too. Um, I saw they showed a clip from a TV show that right. he was in. Right. Um, but he is seen as one of the SWAT team members as well, and right. he's like fumbling with his helmet. Yeah, he's so out of place. Right. And because he's taller than everyone else. Not so not not even out. that. He the the SWAT team member that please picture a SWAT team member in your head. Everyone, yeah. audience, close your eyes. <laughs> picture a SWAT team member. Okay, and then. Spin around and picture Gomer Pyle trying to be a SWAT team member. That is exactly what this is. Yeah, John he's, C. He's, Riley he's as fumbling, a SWAT team member. He's fumbling around with his helmet. I don't know. I wouldn't feel too comfortable with a SWAT team member just fumbling with his gear. Right, his gear didn't getting fit out him. of line. Right, going back around because right. he doesn't have his face covered up right. properly yet. Right, getting back in line, realizing there's a camera there, avoiding the. You know what I mean? It's right. that it's, it has been confirmed. Yeah, I mean they for him they they paid a a forensic facial recognition guy. Yeah. Um, to run facial recognition, <laughs> and it's him. And you know, people have approached him. Um, independent reporters and such have why 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 is this you what were you doing and he went to answer one time he said i was and then he stopped himself he was like i better not dig this hole and he's like no comment yeah no comment you you get the feeling he was going to say i was helping out or i was lending a hand or you don't you don't lend a hand to the swat team yeah you should (laughs) They've got. I think they've got that right. covered. I, I'm an alternate SWAT team member, as well as I'm PTA a volunteer president. SWAT team yeah. member. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, no, man. No, that doesn't happen. One thing that also struck me weird about the whole Sandy Hook thing is they didn't let the parents see their children. Yeah. So these children have been shot, and I don't know, as a parent... If one of my children, God forbid, were ever involved in something like this, I would want to see my kid one last time. Yeah. Regardless of the condition of them. There are things that, that people can do to cover, you know, the, the wounds or whatever. I, to hold my kid's hand. Yeah. Or to see the shoes that they were wearing. To know, to have that closure that that's my child. 
um, they were not allowed to see the children. And I don't know how autopsies normally work, but don't they bring in parents to confirm that someone needs to confirm confirm that, that's the child or right. whoever it was? First of all, first of all, the way that works is, um, so the paramedics and the coroner in this situation per- pronounced these children dead on at the scene. These children were did not leave and go to the hospital. That is against every standard protocol ever yeah uh, a paramedic an ems a firefighter or whatever and, and and even a coroner aren't allowed to pronounce you dead you have to be taken to the hospital even even if a if a senior citizen dies in in an old person's home and you know that that person's old as dirt and they're dead yeah they still have to be taken to a hospital they have to attempt to resuscitate or do anything possible to make that person live again, and only then can they be pronounced dead. Yeah. This didn't happen. Yeah. At all. you have to record the time right. and everything. Did not happen at all. Yeah. They, they, were, they weren't even pronounced dead. Mm-hmm. They were just covered. Yep. And then the coroner came in and did on-site autopsies, yeah. which is, again— something that you just don't do. There's exposure to all kind of crap that right. you, you can't. Right. And he's a fumbling idiot. Oh, dude. if like, you watch the, the videos him, of him, he is he's cracking jokes. Right. He's like, I don't right. know, it, that whole thing. I was like, it, right. what it's, is happening? Yeah. So another thing that kind of pokes me as awkward is a few miles away on the same day, starting at the same time, um, there was an exercise, a FEMA and Homeland Security exercise. Guess what it was? What what it was? What kind of exercise it was? What was it, Brian? It was a school shooting. <sighs> you don't say. No, I mean, come <laughs> on! You can't make this stuff up. And there's recordings of of the dispatchers and and people getting calls in, and they're like, "Oh, well, wait a minute, is this real real world or is this exercise?" Like. Yeah. Which is this? What are, are we? Are we going live right now? Or like those, that terminology? Yeah. What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> Fool me once. No, no, not even that. You know, if if there were one coincidence or thing that just didn't st- sit right, I could accept it. I could even accept two. Yeah. But the fact that. There's all these things that just don't add up, and they're just weird. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, this is another case where, you, you know what they decided to do a week after the shootings? Demolish the school. Yeah, and completely just wiped it clean. Wiped it clean. So what happened with all the, the other kids that went to school there? Right, where did they go to school? Yeah, like, it, that doesn't give you a lot of time to relocate your child. Right. And then there's funky stuff with uh, Adam Lanza, who is the suspect, like his actual existence. So you have Adam Lanza, and then you have his brother Ryan Lanza, Mm -hmm. who pretty much, if if you put the right things together, they're the exact same person. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like there's no evidence of Ryan Lanza before the age of 13. And there's no evidence of Adam Lanza after the age of 13. Yep. That is weird, man. And, and then I came across a uh, 
a video on YouTube from Entertainment Tonight released it um, during the time after Sandy Hook happened and everything. And I don't even know why they released it. It doesn't even make any sense, other than the fact that they just like to hear themselves talk. Um, they're a bunch of idiots. It's uh, It was a video that someone had released where they said, this is Adam Lanza dancing, uh, playing DDR, right. like a Dave & Buster's or something right. like that, a week or two before the shooting happened. Right. You can't even see the no. kid's face that's no. dancing and playing this game. Right. How do you confirm it's him? Right. You know, obviously that was someone taking a video of of a nerdy kid dancing and having a grand old time playing DDR, and uh, they were obviously making fun of him. Right. Then that person, I, I mean, it's just evident that that person said, "Hey, this looks like the kid that just shot up that school. I, I'm gonna send it in entertainment right, tonight." Right. You, they never show his face. So right. It's just the back of his head. Yeah. And the kid's having a blast. Well, and then. If you start looking at all the f- the photos and stuff that yeah. were doctored, proven yeah. to be doctored of the families of the families with their kids, yeah. like the things that are photoshopped, there's like extra legs yeah. and like legs that physically can't be sticking out of <laughs> you know uh, this family photo. There, there's the shadowings wrong, the backgrounds wrong. Like, I mean, people did great went to great lengths to to do this yeah i don't know the agenda behind it i want to say it's because you know gun control or whatever yeah I, i'm not even gonna say that there is an agenda all i'm saying is look it's weird it's weird i you can i don't at least know open up your mind enough to that you can at least say this stuff doesn't add up right so a good example of 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 that and open up opening up your mind to that type of stuff um where i was working at whenever we whenever all that happened um it wasn't very long afterwards that those types of conspiracy videos started coming out yeah and that was kind of my introduction to hoax and right you know, false, it flag was stuff. false flags and kind of makes you think and it was different things like that that was starting to come out and so I was just pulling up videos on YouTube and just showing it to people that I worked with. Right. But we had a guy that worked with us that was very much not into conspiracy theories. But right. I said, well, watch this. Just take a minute and watch this. Yeah. And by the end of it, he was like, that just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any me. sense. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it's if you take the time to do your, do your research, research. <laughs> just do your research then uh, you can find there's a lot of stuff that doesn't. Listen, and, it's, and it's it is for every mass shooting. It's right. every tragedy. It's right. it, it, the list goes on. Look, you can find stuff that doesn't add up. You, you can. It, here's a perfect example: the Charleston shooting that yeah. ha- happened down here. There are things that just are, are kind of off. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. you know that's a real thing that happened right. because all of these. It, it's not a mound of things that just don't add up. Yeah. You can say, oh, well, that's kind of weird, or that's kind of weird about the Charleston shooting, Mm -hmm. but all in all, that happened. That was a real thing. That was not orchestrated. That was not a false flag. You can have the common sense test with these other, with Sandy Hook, I can look at it and say, whoa, there's just too too much much stuff that just doesn't add up. I'm not saying it didn't happen, 
but I can tell you right now, I don't think it did. Yeah. You know, I, I can make a case that 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 says it didn't. Yeah. Just as much as I can make a case to say that it did. And, and that just shouldn't like be. With, just like with 9-11, again, not saying that it didn't happen. However, right, the, it didn't happen the way that it's being right. portrayed that it happened. Right. Way too much against it for that. Um, because there's there's too much. And, and what makes you think about it even more is there's stuff that we have watched together. Right. That we can't go back and find now. Right. And why you do you think that is? You cannot find it. Because it, the word's getting out that this type that people are doing this type of stuff, right? And it's getting shut down. It's getting <laughs> shut down big time <laughs> by the big, man. Big time. What, what <laughs> I think is is I don't know, kind of relevant to to all of this is, you know, it's it's not a matter of if these things. It's it's not a matter of us questioning you know, what's going on or, or, or whatever. It's the fact that other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not I, pretty much what I'm saying is I'm not a crazy person thinking that the world's out to get me. I, I don't think that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm not sitting around with a, there's tenf- a difference between how we look at conspiracy right, theories right. and actual conspiracy theorists. Right. Because well, they're, it, I, I, I don't they're extreme. Tr- they, right. Right. I can look at something objectively with common sense, but at the same time, I can have a distrust for the government. And here's a big reason why I have a mistrust for the government. There are false flag operation plans for the Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Why do they have them? Why do they have the plans to enact a false flag? Why would that even be a conversation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The fact that that exists, the fact that you can go and read it, you can go to the Library of Congress, their website, look it up and read it, that they have a publication for false flags here on American soil, that enough is, is... is enough for me to say, huh? Yeah. I might need to start questioning everything that comes in and out of my ears. And then you can, you can also start questioning everything that you read in the newspaper, right? Everything that you read on Facebook articles, everything that's on the news, because they're, they're hand in hand. Yeah. All day long. And you and I aren't sitting here saying that there's a new world order no. and, and yeah. the uh, Illuminati and and they're taking over the world and they worship Satan and this that and the other. What lizard I will, people. what's that? But lizard people. But lizard lizard people. <laughs> but but what I will say is powerful people with power and with money will go to scrupulous lengths to maintain that power and maintain that wealth. Yeah. They they, they just will. Yeah. It, that's that's fact, and it's proven itself again and again and again um, throughout history. Yeah, you know, all the way back to biblical times. If we look at people who had power, then we look at people who had who who uh, a leader who wanted to be with a man's wife. So what do he do? He sends him out to war to be with his wife. Yep. You know, he has power. He has influence. Ensured that he would be killed. Right. He has power. So this kind of stuff. 
has happened since the beginning of time. Yeah. If we look at the Garden of Eden, if we look at Satan and how he was deceived, and there's how we, something that you know, comes how with deceived them. You know what I'm saying? Power that right kind of tosses your morals to the side. Right. It, so it starts making you question a a common foundation of of your morality. Yeah. Power and money. Once those things are obtained sometimes your scruples are tested yep yeah and i sure hate getting my scruples tested i'll test your scruples big boy (laughs) (laughs) well this is certainly not the end of our conspiracy theory uh episodes we'll definitely have more to come yeah i want to get into two things yeah i want to get into the um boston marathon next time and uh then we'll uh, do vegas and then vegas uh and there's a lot of crisis actors involved with all of these things. Yeah. And it will blow your mind. Right. That how many of them get used again and again. Again and again. again That's again what I don't. Again. That, they that think, doesn't make sense no, to me. They like, think, why don't they uh, think about it? Right. They, because it is the same people. It is 100% confirmed. It is the same people. Again and that again. That get used over that and over show and over up again. at these. Yeah. <laughs> Even most Horrific recently things. with the Florida school shooting. Yeah, what's the guy, the kid? I forgot his name, um, but <laughs> just to just to touch on that a little bit, the kid who's the big advocate for gun control that went to the school. Right. I can't supposedly. remember. Right. Um, so that happened in Florida. Uh, about two or three years ago, there's an interview of him in California. Right. Uh talking about an assault that right. he witnessed right. um, on the beach on the beach and then they asked the guy about it and said what were you doing in california just yeah. a few years ago oh i was visiting family really because they really? said you were a local right so you know whatever anyway that's just a just a what was the thing in the batman shooting was it the batman movie what movie was it the yeah when colorado the, the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the, the guy that shot that place. One up. of the victims again is yeah. a it was a uh, a gun uh, uh, lobbied against for gun control right. or whatever, and was two weeks earlier in New York City um, making these speeches and everything about gun control. Yeah, and he just happens to be in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> this well, well-spoken white young man yeah. and and even something else with that the I just I saw a picture of it talking about crisis actors and and things like that I think it was one of the parents in yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah the um Sandy Hook right shooting was also the lawyer right of the guy who shot all those people at in Colorado at the Batman right, yeah. screening. The same person. Same person. It is side by side. They put the pictures together. It's, it's the, the same, same person. It's the same person. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway. 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 Um, and when we get into the Boston Marathon, we'll get it. We'll get into a lot of crisis actors. Yeah. Oh yeah. A ton. That's, that's really filled with them. That is where the crisis actors thrive. Dude, that's the where Boston they made bombings. their money. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. made their money. No doubt. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Um All right. Well okay. uh, what you what you uh what you listening to? I'm Brian? listening to a little Gave. Gave Gave. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm gonna go with Gavi. G-A-W-V-I. Yeah. All caps. Yeah. So Dude. every week I, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. Andy Minio has a new song that I'm just 
I'm in love with. I mean, it's awesome. It's well done. But I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And then I get in the car on the ride over here and a song will pop up on my Spotify or my Pandora or whatever I'm listening to. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do that one. Mm-hmm. So this. Oh, I, I'm the same way. I yeah. always think I have one and then I change it last minute. So, so this but is let's it. take a listen. This song is uh, by Gavi, I guess. Gavi. Featuring Lecrae. What? Um, the song is called Fight For Me. Yep. get to the Lecrae part of no. that song but um, yeah that's good I took a I, I heard a snippet of that before we got started it's good it's yeah. um I, I don't know what it is about me I guess it's because I've been stressed out <laughs> the last couple months with good with, reason with our house situation um, that a song like this comes on and I just it's a it's a feel good song I yeah. just want to yeah. mood, mood yeah. booster yep all right, what do you got? What, what are you doing? So there is a uh, there is a new compilation album that I have come across um, uh, called Songs That Saved My Life. Just heard about this yesterday. I'm telling you, had a song picked out, heard this, said, no, this is a little bit better. Um, so it's a compilation album. I forgot which record company put it out, but a lot of artists like Neck Deep and... Um, uh, dance Gavin Dance and Taking Back Sunday and uh, bands like that. Um, it is uh, it's a compilation album with all their or at least most of their proceeds going towards suicide prevention things like that. So it's all these bands that have done covers of songs that meant a lot to them. In the okay, past. is it kind of like um, punk does? Like, kind of like punk goes pop. Yeah, except this one's more beneficial gotcha. I guess you could say yeah. or as Christine or Bean if you're listening what's up she that's, don't listen that's Allie's sister she don't sister. listen she don't listen she said she does she don't listen <laughs> but she calls it uh, she listened to a Punk Goose Pop album one day that I had going in the car and she was like is this kids bop <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> um yeah <laughs> what's funny is there are like 20 kids bop CDs in your mom's laundry room <laughs> oh, I know. above the washer and dryer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A lot of kids. Bop. I was washing clothes. And I was like, I looked up and I saw kids bop volume, like early volumes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, Blake used to rock some kids bop there, back in the there's day. There's some old as dirt <laughs> kids bop albums out there. I think they're on like 75 or something like that. It's, it has gotten ridiculous. Oh. Anyway, go anyway, ahead. Um, so, but uh, this is a cover by um, Taking Back Sunday. Um, they covered Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Um, and I, I like it because I think that the singer does a good job of 
of really trying to mimic Billy Corgan's voice. Which is hard. So, which is very hard to which do. Hard. But I think he does pretty good. So let's take a listen. This is Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Word. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Taking Back Sunday has been around longer than I thought they have. And the song that I was going to pick out originally, which you guys can still go listen to, um, is there's two singers in Taking Back Sunday. This is the guitarist that does some vocals as well. He's got a side pro or a solo project. Um, and uh, the album is called Abendigo. Um, and his name is uh, John Nolan. Shadrach, but, uh, Meshach, and Abednego? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I listened to a podcast called uh, Lead Singer Syndrome, hmm. where they interview singers of bands and things like that. It's the singer of Silverstein, that's his podcast, and he had John Nolan on there. And uh, they started going over his solo stuff, and I had a song picked out for that. But then, in the midst of finding that, I found this cover of Bullet with Butterfly Wings, and I said, cool, this is a little bit better. Yeah. I'm going to go with this. But anyway. My shack, your shack, and a billy goat. Right. Rim shack <laughs> and a billy goat. <laughs> Rim shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Anyway, All right. Um, Brian. Good stuff. We've got some reviews finally. Okay. That we can, that we can finally give shout outs on. Okay. Um, this episode. Okay. Uh, I actually had two reviews. So we were at like a kind of like we got three reviews back to back to back on apple um people don't on, review on I'm itunes you. i'm telling you yeah, it sucks um but that's what helps us out um we got like three of them whenever we first got started and it was like okay cool we're getting these reviews these are awesome haven't had a review in a while gotten some stars gotten some ratings no reviews and the the ratings are important but the reviews really matter that's too. what matters right so let's go ahead and uh, we'll read one here. This is uh, from Don't Mess with the Johan. Um, love not religious podcasts. I think it is a fa- I think it is fantastic how they discuss the topics that should be addressed, and they do it in a respectfully, tacti- tactically, and lovingly, as Christ has called us to be. They are real, transparent, and do not sugarcoat anything. Um, anything discussed. I support this podcast 100%. Look forward to the weekly posts and can't wait to see how God is going to use this podcast. Love you guys. God bless. Nice. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um, but that's not the only review that we got this week. What? Um, so uh, this is from Cody Guest. Hello, Cody. Hello, Cody. Um, all right. I listened to their episode about describing themselves as post-Christian, and I thought it was the most logical and constructive conversation about religion I've heard in a long time. Thank, Thank you, you sir. sir. Also, you hear sentences such as, they are afraid of butt sex. 
Not us. <laughs> We're not afraid of butt sex. Afraid of that. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll subscribe and keep listening. So thanks, Cody. Thanks, we're glad we're glad you're on this uh, this uh, mystical journey. With mystical us. journey that we have in uh, we have in um, can't think of the word. But sex. <laughs> it's not the word I was going for. Anyway, uh, we're glad you're along for the ride, sir. Well, um, yeah. But, All right. Uh, anyway. Cool. All right. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you can uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You want to beatbox, Brian? Uh, and get, mm, you beat. Let me read it. You want to read it? And you beatbox. Okay. Really need to get Becca in here to just record a beatbox. Right. Yeah. That would be really good. All right, ready? All right, three, two, one. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Follow us on Instagram at NotReligiousPod. Like us on Facebook, Not Religious Podcast. Or if you're so inclined, email us at notreligiouspod at gmail.com. There is spit everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. All right. Remind me not to use that mic screen. You can't use this one anymore. Okay. Especially with whatever. We need to write our names on our mic screens. Been, yeah. Uh, there's all kind of infection and disease. Oh, God. And, and uh, it's the worst. It is the worst. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Please leave a review. Review. That way you can stay up to date on what we do. We do. Um, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Oh, dude, we didn't such mention a, that. Such a bummer. Yeah. Um, so, Sunday, he, I watched something on um, Amazon Prime that was a special about Marvel Comics. Uh-huh. Um, they did this whole thing talking about Stanley and things like that. And I knew he wasn't doing good. And yeah. I even thought about it over and over again. I was like, it is going to be such a sad day when Stanley dies. Monday comes. And then I heard that he passed away. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, a low blow. Yeah. He lived a full life. Dude, 95. Yeah. He had it, he had it made. Yeah. You know, he's, he's now where he needs to be in the celestial body yeah you know with harambe yeah you know they're they're with the watchers yeah he he's a watcher now right yeah. so you know he's he's a celestial yeah so r.i.p stanley Definitely. excelsior excelsior yeah all right thank you guys yep. have a great week we'll catch y'all next time be nice to one of those toodaloo